What is up? Welcome back to Big Fat Five, a podcast financially supported by Big Fat Snare Drum. My name is Ben Hilzinger, and this week's guest is Yanni Madar. Yanni is an Israeli multi-instrumentalist with an insane facility on the kit. It's honestly mad scientist level of technical ability. Uh, just watch a few of his videos and you'll know what I mean. He's released multiple books on his unique approach to technique that I urge everyone to go check out. They're going to be on his website, which will be linked in the show notes, but it's madardrum.com. You can also reach out to him for private lessons on his website. He's just a treasure trove of knowledge, and he truly is a drummer to the core. So I hope you enjoy the five records that helped shape Yanni Madar into the multi-instrumentalist he is today. Cheers. In prep for this conversation, I've been watching a lot of your kind of just solo work. What do you, you want to express when you're playing music? Everything for me is spiritual. So that's my goal. That's my goal. When I, when I try to teach uh, technical things, so it's not needs to be spiritual. But when I start to play solos or try to create music, it must to be spiritual. Because if it's not, that's a problem. First of all, for me, technique is to make myself busy every day. Because if I stop with the technique, it's, uh, it's like you now on the bed and uh, look at the ceiling. You, you need to do something. So, okay, that's, that's coordination, that's polyrhythm, that's movement, that's uh, speed, you know. So it makes you busy a lot. I must to be busy because if I am not busy, it's, it's not good for me. <laughs> I can relate to that so <laughs> not much. Because nothing, only to be busy. So it makes me busy. <laughs> that's, that's the reason. Technique keeps you out of trouble. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're someone like uh, Jimi Hendrix, it's totally spiritual. Okay, it's I don't think he deal with technique. Okay, so if you put Steve Vai and you put Jimi Hendrix, so it's totally Steve Vai. It's a lot of technique and Jimi Hendrix. It's also technique when you're bending. You need to you need to know how to do that. But it's not there. You know. So for me, music is spiritual. But if I only deal with spiritual, so, you know, you need to think a lot, not to practice a lot. You need to think, you need to listen, you need to, to do things that I can say it for me, it's easy to be spiritual. It's easy for me. So it's like uh, only think and do nothing. OK, let's think and think and think. I need to, to be busy, you know, F physical business. I don't know how to say it in English, you know. So th that's the thing. So, so that's the reason that I deal with a lot of technique. But for me, music, it's spiritual, not, uh, not technique. Because I know, I know a lot of technical uh, musicians. In most cases, I don't like what I hear. Without names, you know. When I hear a, a, a Jimi Hendrix, that, that's what I like. He, he is not on the list. But 
took me a lot of years to understand Jimi Hendrix. A lot of years. When I hear Genesis, Genesis is, is more, uh, for me, it's more simple to understand than to understand Jimi Hendrix. I, I wanted to be a, p- a piano player at the beginning, but, <laughs> but the, you know, my family didn't think that I'm so intelligent to play piano, so <laughs> they buy me a drum. So, but I think I think the drums is not less intelligent instrument than the piano or the guitar. By the way, I play four instruments, so yes, you do. You know, for me, the drums is part of my journey. It's not hundred percent. It's hundred percent because people uh, you only the drummer. I'm the drummer. Okay, so okay, but I'm more a, a musician producer. So I always uh, deal with music, spiritual music, uh, art, deep art. By the way, if I start to put my thought on art, I don't think people are going to like it too much. You know what I mean? You, you need to be like a circus. A lot of technique, a lot of, uh, oh, how, how do you how do that? How do you do that? You know, all those questions. So it's, uh, it's like, I think to be in social media, you need to make people enjoy. Mm. So if you start to be like a deep sound, deep art, Sorry to say, most people don't like it. I like it. That's my life, but it's not other people's life. So if you want to be on social media, you need to think about other people, what they like. Maybe what I'm saying now, it's not so popular to say as an artist, but <laughs> that's the reason, if you know Phil Collins, after he started to manage Genesis, so he starts to do more simple music than the early Genesis. The early Genesis is very deep and then Colin start to manage then Genesis and he start to speak more with the simple people if you know what I mean you, mm-hmm. you know Genesis you, you know that band deeply not deeply obviously I'm a huge Phil Collins fan and I do know the later Genesis stuff so that's why let's actually just go along with what you're saying let's talk about the lineage of Genesis so let's let, let's actually because I don't want to cut you off talking about Genesis but I do want to kind of uh, bring it into where people can follow along so let's go to the first of your choices which is selling England by the pound the artist is of course Genesis I'm gonna be talking a lot about Genesis today and so I love it because it's honestly not talked about enough maybe Phil Collins is but not Genesis and so the release here for this album was 1973 and you uh, chose dancing in the moonlit night and night spelled like a like a night um, anyways <laughs> you can look it up but uh, the drummer is Phil Collins talk about what Genesis meant to you at this point and then we'll talk about the lineage but take it away what about this record really turned you on First of all, it's the first record that I start to learn because I am self-taught. So I heard the that album and signatures there is not four on four. Most cases, it's a lot of things. Seven or a lot of signatures. Phil Collins is a genius drummer. A lot of people don't know that. And when you start to play the drums and you hear the early Genesis with Phil Collins, you just can't do that as a, someone that starts to play the drums. I know also a lot of professional drummers that can't do what he, he do. So it makes me think a lot and try to mimic what he did, you know. So it's, it, for me it was, I can say Phil Collins is my uh, first drum teacher. And everything there is very complicated try to understand the balance, try to understand the timing movement, the coordination. 
the bass drum there and you know everything is uh, you know you are uh, 11 years old you don't understand what is going on what is going on you I, I didn't understand nothing it's like I hear it I loved it I want to play like that I want to do that but I don't understand anything so when you don't understand anything and you like it your brain starts to that's me that's my personality I start to be crazy what is going on what I'm going to do how I'm going to solve that so I record the specific song that I want to learn again and again and again and again in repeat and I heard that all day long so if I want to learn uh, dancing with the moonlit, moonlit night so I heard I heard that song again and 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 again one month two months three months every day that particular song and the thing is that I start to sing the song I start to understand the guitar I start to understand the keyboards the harmony everything so it's not only the drums because you hear it again and again and again of course you concentrate on the drums but but it makes you understand music in general because you focus on one song it makes you understand a lot of music a lot of balance a lot of small things for a, that's the reason that I choose that album because I start to learn the drums on that album all right well let's just listen to and I know before we started you were like hey man this is there's a lot of non drums in this intro so let's just play it and then we'll uh it is a long song so let's see how it how it progresses can you tell me where my country lies said the uniform to his true love's eyes it lies with me cried the queen of maybe for her merchandise he traded in his prize He left a sign, old father Thames, it seems he's drowned, selling England by the pound. Citizens of hope and glory, time goes by, it's the time of your life, easy now.
the sake of time, we'll stop it. But my gosh, that is such a cool drum part. Uh, he's a genius drummer, and also, also, uh, he's playing with the hi hat. Always the hi hat is always uh, sophisticated. That's mm -hmm. correct to say. He's not playing on the hi hat uh, simple. Never. It's always something that makes you wondering what is, what the thing, what, what he's doing. I think Collins is a hi hat drummer. He's always think ab about something on the hi hat. Always. And never everything is tight like jazz. The, the sound is very jazz, you know. Uh, the toms is tight, the snare is tight. He's my teacher, you know. He's my teacher. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you ever seen him play live? No, never. Never. With screens, you know. Sure. But not, not uh, physically. Not yeah. physically. Ditto. Uh, Genesis was doing their little tour a few years ago, and I, I just will always regret that I didn't make time for that. Um, but let's just go to number two. So this is going to be an album that came out in 76. As you were saying, Phil Collins joined the band around 75, and this is a year after that. So this is Phil Collins still playing drums on the record, but also singing on the record. So the album is Wind and Weathering, and the artist is, of course, still Genesis. Like I said, 76 is the year it came out. Yeah, and of course, the drummer's Phil Collins. So... When I heard that song, that song, it was for me like a, I'm going to be drummer. I'm going to be a drummer. It's like I want to be a drummer. The music is like magic. I heard that uh, song way before I start to play the drum. Something like uh, seven or eight. It was like someone told you here and totally craziness for me. For me. For those who didn't, who can't see this, you were uh, saying someone was holding your neck and forcing you to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like so exciting. And also there is a story that Iran that someone meets Peter Gabriel and told him, hey, you, you sing great on Wind and Weathering. So Peter Gabriel told him, it's not me, it's Bill Collins. <laughs> Hey y'all, I wanted to, <laughs> I can't say, I wanted to talk to you about a drum I've recently received from Preston at Vessel Drum Co. It's an ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum, and it's incredible. It's got a 1.5 millimeter shell, brass shell, with 10 lugs, chrome over brass, triple flange hoops, a trick uh, three position strainer, 42 strand wires. It's lovely, it's loud, and it cuts and records as beautiful as a piece of butter cake. 
And, and Preston actually, this is why it's called the ocean patina, is he covers the shell with seaweed and then drops it in the ocean for a certain period of time. And then it patinas with all these crazy cool designs. And if you all remember, Preston was actually one of the first guests on the podcast. When I first started out, I didn't really know what the Big Fat Five format was going to be or if it was going to be even Big Fat Five at all. But I went to his garage, his, his, you know, where he makes all of his drums. It was really cool. He walked me through the episode is essentially from start to finish what happens with a drum. And it was, it was a really fun episode. It's now archived at bigfatsnaredrum.com just because it doesn't fit the format of Big Fat Five. I want you to get back to the show, but go check it out. This drum is beautiful. And he actually let me use it on an Eve 6 tour and I didn't keep it and I regretted it ever since then just because I was trying to pinch pennies at the time and I just kept thinking about it and so the opportunity to get it again was presented and it is one of my favorite drums so the ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum check it out reach out to me go to vessel drum co the instagram's just at vessel drum co and check it out it's amazing it's beautiful sounds great bye all right. Well, let's let's. Uh, this will be the last of the Genesis uh, trilogy. But uh, the album is "The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway." This is the artist. It's still Genesis. We did '73, '76, back to '74, and uh, Phil Collins is on the drums still. But the song is "Anyway." So take it away. What about this album tickled your fancy? This this album is very uh, dark album. It's not healthy to young uh, boy. Maybe some depression to to hear that kind of music and super spiritual. So it's like a take you to very dark journey. Until now, I it's for me, it's dangerous to hear that album. So I speak, mm. be careful, be careful, you know. So it, Genesis is in, in general, it, it's dark. It's not light in my, in my experience, but I like it. I like it. It's like to be in dreams, like magic, you know. So anyway, anyway, that's the, the name song. of the song. It's very exciting. One of the exciting songs that I heard in my life. Not because of the drums. Of course, the drums, uh, it's a music lesson. It's deep. For me, it's deep. You know, that's what I think about Genesis. The early Genesis is very deep. Then it starts to be a little bit pop, which I like. If you know the, the other albums, they are more pop, more, uh, you know... <laughs> Phil Collins is uh, he's more light than Peter. Peter is very dark, you know. I, I like the the dark more than the light, you know. So if uh, of course anyway, it's totally not drummer songs, you know. I think uh, most of the things that I bring here is not drummer uh, stuff. I think you know. That's okay. Drummers don't need to hear about drummers all the time. So let's hear the anyway. Let's hear anyway. All right, here we go. Thank you. 
Feel the darkness. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's that's a light one. That's a light one <laughs> on the album. <laughs> on the album, you know. That's the cheery one. All right. Well, you know. By the way, Phil Collins, he don't he don't uh, read really it. The band work a lot of uh, rehearsal, and they know everything by heart. No, without legit, without nothing. I think the other musician know to read, but Collins, I think he said that he don't know to read. I think. I think I remember reading that too. I read his autobiography, um, Not Dead Yet. And it's for anyone, I think I've said it on the podcast before, go read it because that guy has had a crazy life. <laughs> and he does uh, not hold back. He's very honest about it. He is also a friend with uh, Robert Plant, very close friend. Yes. He talks about the Live Aid Zeppelin thing. He talks about all that in the book. If people, <laughs> yeah, it did not go well. But, anyways, uh, let's, let's move on to. The album, The Gist of the Gemini, and the artist yeah, Gemini, is Gino Vanelli. Yeah, the Gemini, it's a great story, you know. Uh, I had a neighbor heard that I played the drums. So mm. he told me, I oh, you played the drums. Okay, Kev, 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 I, want to, I want to hear you something. And, you know, I started to play the drums. I felt like, oh, I'm a great drummer, you know, as a small boy. And I sit, I sit like that. He had a, a very big uh, stereo... And I didn't know what this is going to be, you know. I start only the, something like 12 years old or something like that. It's like someone beat me. And it was so exciting, you know. It was so exciting because that drummer is Gramler. And Gramler is the, the next influence for me. Very deep snare, something like a Steve Gadd sounding on the center of the snare, you know, without the rim. Very fusion setup. Um, unbelievable. I remember... Like I speak with you now, I remember the the minute that I heard that song. That uh, it's without singing; it's also instrumental. It was aggressive experience. All right. Well, here is Gino Vanelli and the releasers, 1976. The song that you chose is "The Battle Cry," and uh, yeah, here's here's Gramlier.
Genovanelli he also a drummer. Oh, okay. I'm not sure he's a professional drummer, but he's he played the drums and he's like the drums and he speak about the drums and he always choose the great drummers to play inside his albums. By the way, Vinny Caliuta played one of his albums. You know Mark Rainey? Mm-mm. Very important drummer. He's uh, not with us now. Maybe he's not famous like uh, Jeff Porcaro, but he's totally that level. You know, the sound. Dra, 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 dra. Everything is big, like, uh, you know. <laughs> Do you want to play a song with him on it that we can listen to? Is it on the top of your head? You can play Appaloosa, you know, Appaloosa, Gino Vanelli. There you go. I got it right here. Here we go. drummer it's not not about technique it's about something inside your bones it's like you can be very fast very technical very coordination and you are i can see that immediately it's not a drummer it's someone that practiced the drums mark rainey is a drummer it's not about of course he's a very technical guy if you if you investigate him you can see he's a great technical everything is great with him but he's a drummer inside is soul it's like you see an elephant like you see a rabbit like you see a dog if you have a student that comes into you and you are starting to realize that they're trying to focus on the wrong things they're trying to work on technique and you think that they could be a drummer what what do you think someone listening they're like they wonder if am i a drummer or not how can you practice or at least water your drummer as opposed to just working on technical stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I tell you something. When I was 15, I met some uh, musician. He was 15 and I was 15. And he told me something interesting. He told me, if you learn from here to here, so you like from here to here. And if you learn from here to here, you like from here to here. So sometimes, like you said, sometimes some student don't understand, I don't know if it's good to say it, but I'm going to say it. Some people don't understand someone like John Bonham. Not everyone understands. Well, why is a big drummer? Why is a big drummer? So when, <laughs> when a student don't understand someone like John Bonham, it makes me nervous. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't understand John Bonham, you have some problem, you know? Big, huge, a fat snare. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big, big, huge, fat problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, huge, fat problem. Because if, if you are a drummer, you must understand. That only drummer understand those things, you know? 
Yeah, I don't think that's a polarizing thing to say. It's like you don't have to say that John Bonham's your favorite drummer, but if you're a drummer and you can listen to John Bonham and he does nothing for you and you don't understand why he's popular or can't pull something away from him that inspires you, I agree with you. I think that you are looking in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It, it's the same, by the way, the same thing with the Jimi Hendrix. I, I like the uh, new players. I, li- I like them a lot. But you need to know those guys from the 70s, from the 60s. It's very important to understand that kind of feelings. I think that the 70s in general is not so lighting, you know. It's very deep. Everything is deep. Everything is, uh, especially the next song, I think it's uh, Moonchild, King Crimson. You know that album? I know the album cover, but um, yeah, so before we get into it, I will say what it is. It's The Court of the Crimson King. The artist is King Crimson. The release here is 1969, and like you just said, the key track is Moonchild, and the drummer is Michael Giles. Uh, Yeah, so that Michael Giles. Michael Giles is also, he's a genius drummer, you know, he's a genius drummer. If you know Robert Fripp, you know Robert Fripp, the King Crimson is Robert Fripp, okay? Yeah can fire you immediately you, know? <laughs> you start to play oh God, i don't want to play with you immediately you know it's not uh... so he's the first drummer of king crimson you can hear it that that song that song is uh, not hundred percent ten thousand percent spiritual very dark and that's one of the light song in that album that album is totally dark but uh, you know, maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe I am dark. I, I'm not. I, maybe I'm when not you hear you it, <laughs> maybe when you hear it, no, it's not sound dark. For me, it was uh, dark. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You know. You pull what you want from it. All right, here's Moonchild. drums to make them sound like that they put something on the drums big fat snare drum well you are such a, a treasure trove of knowledge when it comes to this this Thank stuff. You. Um, if people, I know, I mean, obviously you are instructors. So if people listening want to study with you and 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 learn more from you, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, then I'll let you go because I know you are in Israel, so you are not in. <laughs> it is late for you. So to, yeah, how can people get a hold of you? And then I will let you get some rest. Uh, my site, Mother Drums. The site is www.motherdrum.com. Okay. 
they can contact contact me well uh yanni i this was so so fun um and i'm really i'm gonna go down all the rabbit holes of all these records because you know obviously you hear genesis i haven't heard any of those songs from that era so Thank you for introducing, I'm assuming, a lot of fans to Graham Lierre, Michael Giles, all those guys. So this was a big pleasure. Um, you are an insane drummer. I love watching your videos. It's a huge thank inspiration. You, you. And I love your view on technique versus spiritual playing. It's, it's very thank inspiring. You. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This week's Big Fat favorite, I forgot the name of it for a second, is from Mike Dawson. Mike Dawson, everyone loves Mike Dawson, but he's the chief creative officer at Drum Factory Direct, and he's the host of Drum Candy Podcast, used to be the host of the Modern Drummer Podcast with Mike and Mike. He's a legend, love him, and uh, yeah, so he has an oldie, but goodie that I assume everyone knows, but if one more person gets turned on to this song because of this, then... I am doing my job right. So one of Mike's big fat f five picks is the album War. The artist is U2. The release here is 1983. The key track is Sunday, Bloody Sunday. And the drummer is Larry Mullen Jr. So here is what Mike had to say. I'm left-handed, but I forced myself to play a right-handed setup. For the first couple years of drumming, I played two-handed hi-hat grooves and all my fills, starting with the left hand. But when I tried to play the classic intro beat to Sunday Bloody Sunday, I kept getting tripped up by the sticking. One day, I tried to play it starting with the right hand, and it was exponentially easier. From that moment, I committed to relearning how to play everything with right hand lead. The cool side effect is that now I can start patterns and fills with whichever hand creates the most logical flow. So thank you, Larry Mullen Jr. All right, here is Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. If you're listening on a platform that allows ratings and reviews, do that. It helps more people find the show, so it'll get bigger and better, and hopefully I'll have a chance to sell out one day. But you'll be an OG listener that can brag to all your friends. 
Anyways, why don't you go and check us out at BigFatSnareDrum.com and follow us on all the socials. Just search for Big Fat Snare Drum and you will find us. The show is edited in part using Isotope RX Audio Editor. It's amazing. So go check that out at Isotope.com. And thanks again to Gunnar Olsen for the theme music. Bye.